you know, here's the problem. You know, I wrote some, I, I like to come up with pickup lines, and I wrote some food ones, and those haven't been going so well. So you want to share this, the failures? Hear yeah. Hear Let me right. hear these failures. Maybe we can punch these up for them. Yeah. Um, well, not all of them may need to be punched up. <laughs> <laughs> that laughter sounded so evil. Oh, you know what? They're not on this phone. Sorry. They're Whoa, on my how many burners do you have? Oh, two phone my, money. Whoa. You got my stripper phone. Whoa. Man, tips are rough, guys. Do you remember any of them? Because now, now I feel like I've been teased. If you were an onion... I'd like to peel you layer by layer. You sound like a serial killer. Is that Buffalo Bill? Yeah. <laughs> You're that was onion. my Liam Neeson. He's super sexy. He has a huge penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Kite Club. First rule of Kite Club. Tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club. Tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe. What's up, everybody? Jonathan Kite here. Super excited about the episode we got going on today. One of my favorite people in the world is our guest. But first, let me introduce the team. You know him, my guy on the keys, Mr. Ryan Neeson, my producer, Mr. Paul Corey. And my guest today, the man, the myth, the legend, the Moy wonder, Mr. Matthew Moy in the building. Wait, why am I clapping for you? Hello. 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 So, you know, uh, we're going to be in Tempe. Just to introduce the dates real quick, we're going to be doing Tempe Improv uh, June 29th through July 2nd. Every, get tickets on JonathanKiteComedy.com. And let's just get into it, buddy. Oh, yeah, I'm opening, right? No, they cut me. Whatever you they want. They cut me, right? Dude, you look great. Look at us. So, the reason we are wearing this We just outfit, went on a cruise. We just, we, we, we live a cruise that cruise life, Matt and I, so Matt got this for me for the holidays. And how did you, how did you get this? First of all, if nobody recognizes, this is the Guy Fieri brand. Everybody recognizes it. The Fieri brand. It is super flavorful. Going to Flavortown on a cruise down the Flavor Saver River. You are the Guy Fieri of my life. Yeah, I'm the mayor of his clothing company because this is probably all made in China. But how many sets, tell the audience how many sets you have of this. Oh, sorry. Well, there was a sale, guys. I can't resist a sale. So they're super on clearance right now, probably going under. I don't know. But I love this clothing. So I bought three sets. You have no idea how many of Matt's sentences start with. So there was a sale. You have three <laughs> my, sets. My cousin's name is Clarence. Anyone? Anyone? I'm opening, right? This is your audition. It's going well. I'm pitching this. Better than you think. I've been pitching this for 15 years. Uh... So if you've been under a rock your whole life, you know Matt from everything. I was first introduced to him on the show Scrubs, but he is one of the main voices on Steven Universe, the insanely successful animated show. He's now uh, did a little stint on American Auto, the big hit with Anna Gasteyer on NBC. And, but, but also, he was Mr. Hanley, the owner of the Williamsburg oh, thank Diner. You, thank you, thank you. It's a soft opening. What's the difference between a soft one and a hard one? <laughs> you want me to show him? <laughs> From Two Broke Girls. Yes. That's where we first became Wait, friends. Wait, the Chuck Lorre show where I played the bellboy, right? What Season was, five? What was that? 
Was that how it, wait, what? <laughs> so every now and then I run into people who recognize me, but they're not sure where, this is my favorite thing when people recognize me, they go, hey, I love your show. I've never seen it, but I love you. You're great on it. And then the, sometimes, especially like wannabe actors, they'll try to drop names, right? They'll be like, it's that Chuck Lorre show, right? Which I get it. It's confusing because Chuck Lorre does like every single show, right? And they're like, you're the bellboy, right? What was the, where was, what Chuck Lorre show was that about a bellboy? It, 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 it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. They're pitching you. You just don't realize it. <laughs> but we, we met two bro. The first time I ever remember meeting you was at the producer's callback. Right. And Garrett Morris was in the room. And we swore that there were like secret cameras all over that room because we just gelled so well, right? Yeah, yeah. The we three of us sort of came together. Yeah. yeah, and they thought that we were just looked like a sitcom. Yeah, and I remember um, we connected because you had just done a Muscle Milk Yeah, the commercial. commercial, yeah. And I had, it's so rare that I get a callback for anything, but I think there was like the callback for the commercial, which is rare. And it was down to me and one other guy. I know, I know. And my buddy, Maddie Cartapol, books it. So you know this. So the story about this is, I did a Muscle Milk campaign where I sort of played like a John Waters, a talk show host. But for guys like us with incredible washboard abs, now it's clear to me that you drink Muscle Milk after you work out, and you are just gonna have to deal with women trying to get into your hot tub river. <laughs> where um, he was interviewing very famous athletes, uh, Clay Matthews, Ryan Braun, Andre Johnson. And there was the other person in the commercial was the sound boom operator. So Matt, you see how he's, whatever you're watching this, whether it's on a phone or a, a laptop, that's true to size. That's how big he is. Thank okay? you, five by seven. And <laughs> he is, uh, yeah, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have eight by tens. His headshot is a five by seven. And it's he just is, a wallet size card. He, he, his headshot is a stamp. And the thing was when we, so the other guy that got the spot, Maddie is like six foot five, Super six foot skinny. six, a very, just a different type than you. Yeah. And so the, the thing was, all they had to do was hold a boom mic. And then I tackled them in the, uh, in the uh, Clay Matthews one. So when we get on set, he keeps wincing. Because this is the first time that we've ever had contact. We have a guy there who's a stunt coordinator. Obviously, Clay was uh, won the Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. And Maddie keeps wincing, not Maddie Moy, the other Maddie. And they ask him, well, why are you wincing? It's showing in the shot. You can't yeah. do that. And then he goes, oh, I, uh, I had heart surgery. And I'm going, so what does that mean? And he unbuttons his shirt, and there is a long scar over Ooh. his heart. And I'm going, I have to sack this guy like 50 times? And he didn't let anybody know that before. So he, I go, so is it possible that if I hit this guy that something could go wrong? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Which is the best answer. <laughs> that, that's the SAG safest answer. <laughs> I don't know. That Let's is legal it counsel <laughs> at its best. So long story short, we did the shot. He's still with us. I went ham on that audition. I would have gotten like naked for that audition. But do you know how low to the ground I would have had to have gotten to tackle you like a minion? I mean, I would have been on a, uh, an Apple box. That would have been amazing <laughs> if you would have, if you were on a stool. a stool and then I'm just jumping Doing to sound. grab you. Yeah, yeah. just that. Yeah. That they wouldn't get you a longer pole. Yeah. 
Uh, so that, yeah, that was, so we met in that audition process and it was, when I went in, it was two other guys. Did I know, remember the guy who did the show who was like, I'm from Pasadena. Yeah, yeah Eddie Shin. Right. Was there a third guy that was with you or was it only two when we, I only remember Warner Eddie Brothers? Shin. Um, I remember the people at the original audition for Han, um, but Eddie Shin and I were down to the wire because we were down to the wire for a lot of pilots during the, that year and I think the next year. Um, or no, it was actually that year because what happened, so Eddie Shin is this, he plays more of a straight guy. He's also skinnier than me, a little taller than me, but we were literally wearing the same thing. You were the wearing the same thing. We were wearing khakis with a green shirt. I remember that. And But he's a straighter guy and I like play kooky, goofy clown, right? So, but I remember I booked two bro girls. We shot the pilot, but you know, we didn't film the show till months later or something. Cause it was, uh, it was the last pilot shot because they wanted Jim Burroughs, who was the director was doing another pilot. You know, Jim, he did taxi, he did cheers, he did friends. If Jim Burroughs films your pilot, you have a 95% of it getting picked up to series. And so they were waiting for Jim. Cause I think he was also shooting Whitney's pilot on NBC. Oh yeah. So, I, I loved that show. I loved Whitney's show. Yeah. But anyway, our show was great too. Um, but so we shot two broke girls and then I still had to audition for other pilots. My agent sent me on other auditions and I'd see Eddie at them and we would just look at each other at the other end of the room and we'd be, it'd be like we were dressed like this. We'd go, Ooh, oh man, we'd have to walk to other side. Did you coordinate outfits with him? No, we were just psychic because we're Asian. <laughs> I can't speak on that in 2023. Wait, but Ryan, Tom Cruise, he played a Chinese guy, right? He didn't play a Chinese guy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't ever do research. I just say it, whatever comes to my head. Uh, You're like, wasn't Tom Cruise in Roots? I don't know if anything I said Ooh. about those orcas. <laughs> the thing, so I remember, so we instantly became buddies. Yeah. And the truth was, like, with you, myself, and Garrett, obviously, because Jennifer came later, but the three of us just looked like a sitcom. You yeah. know, we could have had our own where he's Asian, he's black, he's not this fall. I'm, I mean, I'm BET. I remember title. that one scene when we're just like holding <laughs> cupcakes out in the snow. It was perfect because we've got every nationality represented there. Yeah. I mean, the the show itself. So we'd start. I, I don't think people know this, but we would start it every day. So that if you haven't seen the show, it takes place in the Williamsburg Diner. And that's like our main home base of the show. OK. And every morning we would have breakfast. And we would sit down there and we would sort of commiserate like that was our water cooler. We would literally eat breakfast in the diner every morning and sort of go over, like check the mail and say like we would sort of check in with each other. And undoubtedly, Matt and I would start doing impressions. And Jonathan would have this like plate of like mishmash of like egg. It, it, it changed every year. Whatever you they get, had. Because I know you're so healthy, but when we were there, we were so unhealthy. We'd eat gummy bears. We'd eat shit. And he'd just have this pile of like dog food in oh, front yeah. of him. And then we would, do a, we would run impressions. <laughs> so Matt is a master impressionist. That a lot, some people know, obviously, uh, the show that the, it's on it? Wikipedia, right? The, the stuff about us on, by the way, I looked up, <laughs> I have it open here. The, the, the wiki fan stuff, some of my favorite things about Han Lee, the character, is that you, um, you hope... have an unnamed father. Oh, I like that. I like that storyline. They <laughs> that's canon, right? Yeah, we're, okay. yeah, we're pitching uh, the, okay. uh, the fan. Han Michael yeah. right after this. Is this the prequel to Two Broke Girls? 
that um yeah khaki chan that was my favorite thing oh jesus so that they, that's what they that's what that's pat walsh wrote that joke for you well it's funny i don't think han knows any martial arts on the show you never did karate i don't even think he mentions it he we know he has a gun but he doesn't i don't think he knows any sort of self-defense when we did the people's choice awards or maybe it was the next year when they wanted to do like a trailer for it they wrote han as this like ninja doing martial arts moves and you know Maybe some other person would be like, this is racist. This is so offensive. I just go, we never mentioned Han knows martial arts. This doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> do you know martial arts? Well, every Asian knows <laughs> well, martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Again, <laughs> other things I can't say in 2023. <laughs> it's just, a new segment of the show. It's downloaded like the Matrix when they're born. <laughs> just yeah. into that. The uh, plug it in. Yeah. It says, by the way, so let me just say that this is my favorite part about it. When they give other information about, about the characters, what are Han's interests? He only has one smoking. Hold on. Uh, fan page. <laughs> and what was your strengths? Firing people. That's it. That's where, all that's where was listed. This written? It's a blog that I do. And. <laughs> It's called Catching Up with Han. We never keeping fire up, keeping anybody. Up, yeah, keeping up with the Lees. We don't even see the day waiter fired. He just disappears. Now, we tried to add one <laughs> other server one time. Poor Federico. No, no, but what about Kim, uh, Kim Williams? <gasps> I forgot about her. She was so good. She was so good in the audience emphatically was like, no. They, they wouldn't laugh. We were all so joke. surprised. I think Michael, everybody, when we saw that third girl. Kim on Whitley, Kim excuse me, Kim Whitley. When we saw um, her on the camera with the two girls, everybody was like, we can't have this third two broke girl on with the two broke girls. Right. They did. It was just so she iconic. She was like the day waitress and the audience instantly swiped left. I mean, they, they had no interest in her. So they actually, those scenes don't exist. They never made it to air. So they remember they rewrote her as another part to come back later. I don't remember. They had to write her out of the episode in the middle of a live taping. Oof. Because the audience, and she's an incredibly good actress. She was in Black Dynamite, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. She's an amazingly talented woman, but the audience just, they, they, they were very protective, is the way that Michael said it, over the group that we are. But don't gloss over this. Let's go over your impressions. You Wait, keep trying to so get away. Wait, so I was going to say. What you, were you going to say? You know say? who they cut? James Hong. Do you remember that? They I have cut, assigned. You haven't seen the episode. <laughs> I, have a, I have assigned David Lopan. For, so James Hong just played the dad in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And he, he was played David the grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, the, excuse me, the grandfather. Thank you. Uh, her dad. And yeah, he did the episode. And do you remember, he, do, my favorite thing about him was he kept trying to do, he kept speaking uh, Mandarin. He would just mumble in Mandarin after his lines. He does it in every movie. Yeah. And Michael was like, stop doing that. And then James was like, okay. And then he never did. He, he just, was so good when he, he did it. Incredible. He was the tailor who made so the cupcake costumes. I, I, you know, did some signings years later because, you know, I'm broke now. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> going to Guitar Center right after this. This feels like a real behind the music Start, episode. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, uh, so James Hong meets me at a signing and I go, oh, James, do you remember me? Two broke girls. And he goes, of course I remember you. Two broke girls. They cut me. <laughs> and I just go, whoa. And then he, he, and then he goes. What did I tell you? And then, He's an impressionist. And then he goes, give me your email. <laughs> and then he gives me this like hotmail email address and like a pen and paper. And he never contacted me again. Did you contact him? Uh, no. I, I wrote it for him. I didn't take the information. 
Hilarious. He just, um, James Hong somewhere has my email, but I thought it was so funny. He was like, they cut me. Give me your email. <laughs> By the way, Piot Michael does a much better, a non-Asian person does a much better James Hong impression than me. <laughs> I can't do that. Another thing I can't do in 2023. <laughs> but we will put up Matt's Kickstarter at the bottom of the screen to donate to his life. So when we would do impressions, I think, let's start with your strongest. The strongest was Liam Neeson. Oh, wait, wait. Let me hear you do Liam, and then I'll do Liam. This is I every hear impression it. Matt I, this does. Is, this is me on every episode of Two Burgers. Let me hear it, then I'll do it. That's the only impression <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, is Matt's impression of me. <laughs> so, Matthew Moy, I don't know who you are. I've never seen Two Burgers, Girls, but I love your style, and I'd love to go on a cruise with you. <clears throat> All right. That'll be good. Well... I know what you just had for breakfast, and it wasn't eggs. <laughs> it was a pile of shit. That was my Liam Neeson impression. Guys, let's well. rate it. Rate <laughs> it below in the comment section. All right, who else do we do? Wait, wait. So um, I do a much better like Daniel Day-Lewis impression, and this is very um, current because I... From should... my left foot? No, from you There Will Be Another blood. thing we can't say. In 2023, it was Daniel Delush impressions from my left foot. Yeah, from There Will Be Blood, of course. <laughs> Daniel Plainview. Daniel playing Han. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, I, I've been having a lot of allergy issues. And the first thing I kept thinking this morning was drainage. Drainage. I am the third revelation. That point, that part when he points at himself. I am the third revelation. I drink your and then he goes like this, Claritin. your milkshake. Your Claritin. Uh, I drink your Allegra through my cup because you might have COVID. I am invincible. And it slowly morphs into an eight. Every impression I do slowly morphs into Han eventually. I don't know why. I was going to say, I don't remember him being <laughs> Korean. <laughs> it's da Daniel Daewoo Lewis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm pretty sure he has an American accent, it's too. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, D-A-E. Dan oh, I'm thinking of Daniel Day-Kim. Yeah. <laughs> that... You can't hear it at home, but thousands of people are applauding in this room. I thought Daniel Day-Lewis was here, if I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I was watching the movie right now. Okay, so, so. I go up here. I go big. And then I, my favorite impressions are just random ones from random movies nobody really knows. And, like, you can't really understand the impression. Like what? So, so sometimes, uh, Tommy, Tommy, Jonathan, let's get a coffee. And then we're going to get some eggs. And then, oh, Ahab! This, <laughs> I, I thought know. it was Nick Nolte. The, it is the, Nick Nolte. Yes. It is Nick Nolte. Yes. But every every impression you do, he works in a diner. It seems like <laughs> because he did. He, as Liam Neeson, he said he didn't eat eggs, and I heard yeah. eggs there. Oh yeah, that's the diner scene when he's having uh, coffee with Tom Hardy. He only do, he only oh. does impressions of diner patrons. Oh. <laughs> if you haven't been in a diner, Matt can't do you. By the way, so people <laughs> always want pictures with me, right? Humble well, brag. <laughs> Matt starts every every story starts off with him complimenting you himself. You guys stop complimenting me. He's like, so stop. I made a lot of money on that show. Anyway, um, what's going on with this coffee? <laughs> like that wasn't a part of the story. <laughs> Where's my coffee? Um, 
So sometimes people recognize me and I'm with my friend and she says, you know why they recognize you, Matt? Because you're always eating at fucking diners and they recognize you because you're in a diner eating and you were on a show in a diner. You're the type of guy who dresses like their character and then goes hang out in diners just hoping <laughs> with a stack of headshots. <laughs> You're just like, more coffee. I can't do the accent and I won't do the accent. <laughs> that, was, that, was like culture. Ha, that was Han Light. Yeah, yeah. Go further, please. I feel like I'm being baited into this. <laughs> Let's hear it. Go this further, episode is brought please. to you by Stop Asian Hate. The keep going. Keep, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what the devil sounds like. Not that he's Asian, or she, or they. Are we still on the air? No. Were we ever? No. Um, but you and I would sit there, and we would do impressions all day long. Because you, here's the thing. People may or may not know this about you, but you have an incredible voiceover career. Oh, I mean, thank you. Well, I moved here for voiceover. It's yeah. not incredible, but I moved here for voiceover. So that's where we bonded. Sorry, Our, those were your words, not mine. <laughs> Did I read that right, man? We, we bonded because we have the same voiceover agent. We do. And we do. We do not go for the same parts. No, I, all of your parts as of late, by the way, are like Henry Chung and Michael <laughs> Chan. I didn't go out for any of those parts. <laughs> oh. I probably would have 10 years ago. One of our agents wanted me to go out for James Hong recently, and I was so excited because I feel like I do a great James Hong impression. And then I listened back, and I was like, who is this? What was the James Hong? Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, the yeah, video game? Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, I auditioned for The Grandfather. And then they were like, speak, you would be amazing speak Cantonese. And I was as like, a clump. well, what? What did you say? I, I, they told me to speak Cantonese, and I was like, well. It's not in the script. It's just that James Hong, that's what yeah. he does. <laughs> Uh, but you, Steven Universe. Yeah. So were you on that show the whole time? Um, yeah, so I booked that uh, simultaneously with Two Broke Girls. Both pilots I did around the same time, which was real interesting. So the whole six years we did Two Broke Girls, I was doing Steven Universe. And it was like total 180 because we had such a high bar of excellence on Two Broke Girls. You'd agree with that, right? Yeah, and the Steven Universe, same thing, but it was a much different atmosphere. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, how long was Steven Universe on? Six years. Yeah, so same. I was just so less stressed out. Also, because you don't need to memorize lines for voiceover. I mean, the thing about, I think, well, a little inside baseball for people. When you do a show like uh, Two and a Half Men or Friends or Seinfeld or Two Broke Girls, something that's in front of a live studio audience, you essentially start the week with a table read. They write this show, and then within a few days, you're doing the show. Yeah, so most sitcoms we see are in front of a live studio audience. It's like 100, 200 people. Yeah, and like, they... They're there. We would base our jokes off of them. And we don't use cue cards like they do on Saturday Night Live just because those change up to the minute. So you are memorizing an, an insane... Not an insane, but an intense amount of dialogue. For, well, so the stripper girl for an episode, I remember I had to memorize 39 pages that week, and I have never memorized 39 pages in my life. Like, it was a Han-centric episode. Right. Great episode, but I went, I was freaking out. Uh, Sarah Jane, our dialogue coach, she was like, don't worry, Maddie, I'm going to help you over the weekend. I called my acting coach. He came over, helped me over the weekend, which he didn't have to. And I was just going 
over those lines over and over again. Right, because what you're really doing is you only have the amount of time and energy that the audience has. So the thing that people don't understand is when you do the show like The Office or a single camera show, that's like a movie. Not that you can do a thousand takes, but if you screw up, they can always pick up the shot. Whereas we pretty much have to do a full take through. You really have to have those lines and those beats down because if the audience gets tired, they go away emotionally and you don't get the same energy from them. So the audience really will only last a couple of takes yeah. for that joke. And what happens – and see – we're such perfectionists. We want to get the joke right the first time so they don't have to rewrite for us so we don't have to memorize more. Yeah. You know? But we were on the entire, you know, the, and like for a, for a voiceover, what you, people may or may not realize, there's no memorization. The script is literally sitting there in front of you. You can do it as many times as you want. You, they give you notes, take after take. It's a very different process. Although I have been learning recently, you have to be good at, kind of memorizing sentence by sentence. Kat Dennings was good at this. She, I've never had this skill. Like you look at your line and then you're able to look up and say it and remember the whole line. Like my eyes are glued to the page the whole time. Yeah. I, I can't find my eyes on uh, or the words on the page. I'm like a little dyslexic. Right, you're reading ahead but and you're memorizing like, it in the back of your mind. For voiceover, for dubbing, yeah. you have to mem- you kind of have to, because you have to watch the lips and match the lip flaps. You kind of already have to know what the line is without looking down or you're, then you're off mic, you know? Yeah, lip flaps. Lip flaps. My porn search. So. <laughs> I've got small lip flaps. You heard it here first. That's your actual. Yeah. Search right there. Small lip flaps. Small lip. Uh, why is that, Matt keep, why does Matt keep cutting off? This is ridiculous. <laughs> the, so you were also on a, a show, you were on Mind of Mencia. So back in, not, back in uh, 2008. <laughs> did, you were on his sketch show. Uh, that was my first audition that I did as an actor who I wasn't even represented. I did it and I booked it off of my cute face, my adorable face. I always said that we were leaving money on the table by not selling Han Lee dolls. You're as good looking as any of those Cabbage Patch people. <laughs> well, yeah, what are those little things, those little bobbleheads, uh, the pop ones, the pop dolls? The Funko dolls, Funko dolls. Oh, I was like, I, I thought you were yeah. saying brats. That might, I think those were all females, right? I think they were with just giant heads. I don't know. I, with I, me, I, can you tell? Well, both will sell. By the way, that the fact that we didn't sell little ornaments with your face on it for Christmas time, just that's what I forgot to bring. Remember that year I made ornaments of each of you? Yes, but we never got them. Because I never finished them. I know. <laughs> he kept talking about this. So Matt is an incredibly good gift giver. I don't have to tell you that. But <laughs> I'm he, also very crafty. Very crafty. And today you were on time, and I appreciate that. Oh, yes. But yes. your gifts job, never self. were. So he would do these amazing, he would hire these artists to do caricatures of us. There's some of my favorite things that I ever got when we were on the show and they were beautiful. They were, there was so much love and care and we looked forward to them. But one year, Matt was like, I'm making these individual ornaments of you guys and, and, and we'd be like, awesome, we can't wait to see them. And then Matt kept bringing them up <laughs> when no one else would be bringing them up. And we was like, you can't get, and then Christmas passed 
<laughs> so we think like, oh, maybe he just forgot or maybe, oh, no, 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 no. They're ready. They're coming. They're coming. We have been <laughs> off the air for five years now. Jonathan, they're coming. They're coming. That's the only reason. I love how you didn't even bring them here. You just, you did the podcast to let us know they're on the way. <laughs> they're made. They're in a cabinet. <laughs> Brother, this was, nobody asked him, by the way. No one was like, hey, it wasn't an Etsy order that we need filled. You like put yourself you in this position. You should have seen me in my dressing room. Patrick Walsh, one of the writers, walks in. I think him and Sonny, and they're like, this is like an elf workshop. I had like all the felt oh. lined up. I was cutting in between scenes going, just cutting the felt. Yeah, you looked like you had a side hustle. That you were like your own Build-A-Bear. Because I remember when I would come in and you would not let me in all the way. As if, like, I couldn't see. Jonathan, I'm, like, I'm working. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't, he became an Asian. He became a, 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 a sweatshop worker yes. in that moment. Um, and those are, uh, I'm just reading the comments. It's not my words. Jonathan, I'm not Han right now. I'm just working. That's your real accent. This, this, Mar- this American accent is fake. He's doing an impression of me. Did you, I never heard you do. The biggest part is the turn. Wait, who is that? Who Michael is Kane. that? That young Michael Caine, I, old Michael Caine. I just lied to the audience and I apologize for that was Michael Your number one impression is Michael Caine. You would do Michael Caine all the time. So Michael Caine, the thing about Michael Caine is he has different accents the more he ages. Some of Michael Caine is like very smooth. It's very smooth when he's talking to you. That was a little Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on. And then, and then there's some. You're Michael making Kane a liar out of me, Matt. I just said your best impression was. But, you're making a liar out of me, Matt. <laughs> That's my Harrison Ford. Matt, you are making a liar out of me. <gasps> How did we not go a short round yeah, I was just in Indy? I think I did go a short round one year. We No, you did. You Who was the guy on staff that one of the crew uh, Razor, guys? Scott Razor. Scotty Razor. Love Scotty Razor. He went as the Indiana Jones, and you just stood next to him and were Asian. Yeah, and I, I don't think, even think I was wearing my costume then. No, you weren't. You, yeah. you were just looking like yeah. you. But you guys looked amazing. We should do that this year because, you know, in the Dial of Destiny, uh, they're back together again. Oh, yeah. What's funny? So, and they filmed that before they won. I know. Because in, in all the trailers, they go Academy Award nominee. Michelle Yeoh, Academy Award nominee. Ki Hui Kwan, however you say his name. And <laughs> Well, if you can't do it, I'm not going to try. I feel like you're here to, he's like, trust me, I can get him canceled, guys. <laughs> um, we're, yeah, but they, but we, you never went as it. We should do that this year, though. We did great costumes Maybe, together. I don't fit into those anymore. What, a baseball cap and, and jeans? I don't fit in the t-shirt anymore. We'll get you a Snuggie. <laughs> we went as Doc Watson and Sherlock Holmes to Jen's party in uh Yes, in yes. New I Orleans. also don't fit in that suit anymore, either. They make bigger suits. <laughs> and you got to pay more for suits. You and I, so we are, we also are travel buddies, which if you get followed us on social we media, we travel really not well. together. We travel very well together. We, we had a great time. We had a great time. We went to Flavortown. Well, we're always in Flavortown. <laughs> we're always Flavortown is where, wherever we are. <laughs> that spicy river. Who is that? Is that, that guy Fieri? <laughs> that was just me. Who, oh, 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 that was just me. Who is that? Also me. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Go back to the Michael Caine rule. This episode is going to be up on Masterclass. You were teaching the audience how to do a Michael Caine impression. And this is Masterclass. So sometimes Michael Caine is very direct towards you. And then 
if he's really direct, he becomes Jason Statham. All right, anytime now. And, do and, ju- and then, and then you pull it back. So now Michael Caine is older, and now he's a little lighter. And then some, he's so light, he he speaks a little like Korg sometimes. I was gonna say, you sound like an elf. <laughs> and then, and then, why does Michael Caine have the highest pitched voice? <laughs> and then, if you draw out Korg, you draw him out like he's thinking. Michael Caine, older, thinking. And then you make him a little kooky. He gets a little wild. He gets a little wild. Then he puts on his wizard cap. And then he goes, whoo. And then he's had a few, <laughs> a few drinks. And then he goes, oh, no. I owe the Korean mafia money. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, no. I'm not going to be able to afford this diner. Then he calls the Russian mob. And he goes, hey, hey. Guys, I need some money. Uh, and they go, and then you do the Russian. This mafia. sounds like you <laughs> just went through an entire Hobbit se- family tree. And then we ended up in season one, the pilot of Two Broke Girls. I don't know. By the way, hold on real quick. I didn't hear the Michael Caine impression yet. Did you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> None no. of those were Michael Caine. Don't lie to our audience. These people are smart and they deserve better. You just kept taking more helium in. That's all that was. That was just you hammered. She was only for. I, I don't even know the reference anymore. Oh, but you do it. I'll do it. Oh, uh, my. Okay, it's as oh, he yeah. gets right. It's a little nasal. Right. So as he gets lower, he's got a low. My okay here. He's a little stuffed up. Yeah, he's very stuffed up. A little drinks, condescending. A lot of cutness. Yeah. Right. My okay. You only look in this eye. You look in the other eye. You're fucked. You look in this eye on camera. What movie is that from? That's him giving acting advice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he never um, blinked. Wasn't that him? He never blinked on camera? Yeah. Yeah. I've and, seen the TikTok. And his, uh, <laughs> and his mouth, like Harrison Ford, they always said, don't open your mouth all the way. That's why Harrison Ford, he talks very close-lipped. Did because I ever... they, uh, on the big screen, you didn't want to have yourself like... Wait, wait, wait. Did I ever tell you how Michael Patrick King called me a mouth breather? Yes. <laughs> but you didn't tell our audience. Wait, wait. Okay, so... So we're doing an episode, and so I'm used to very single cam. Uh, before Two Broke Girls, I was used to single cam comedy. I didn't right. really done sitcoms. And um, my natural, real Matthew Moy response when I'm listening is. Yeah, that Wait, was did my. You, did you feel that? That was my impression of you. Remember, I used to do that. This is just me. Like, some people have bitch face. I just have absorbing phase. <laughs> so Michael Patrick King walks up to me. You have resting whippet face. <laughs> Whippets are skinny. <laughs> I well, no, it's more of a, a French. No, wait, what do you think? I look more like a Frenchie or a pug. Both. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, guys. I only gave you one option. That's my time. <laughs> um, so he walks up to me during the taping. He's like, hey. God, he's not laughing. He's not laughing. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. He goes, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. He goes, he looks at me. He goes, you got to close your mouth. And I'm like, what? He's, he's like, you're a mouth breather. Close your mouth. Yeah. That was the funniest thing. And then he was like, hey, stop having trailer thoughts. You're having trailer thoughts. Like thoughts after the joke. Stop it. You tell your joke, then you leave. His notes <laughs> to you, they, they, they were, were un- right. They were unbelievable. It, it helped. Yeah. Um, wait, so we, we're travel buddies. I, I mean, get, I uh, cried and then they helped. Yeah. They helped. You got it all yeah. out. Yeah. We went to 
Korea. Yeah. South. And we went to Japan. Right. And that was, that should have been a travel show. It was a really fun trip. It was incredible. We ate and drank so much on that trip. Here's the thing. So we went to Japan first. And every bar in Japan is like craft bar. Right. It's not like the shitty liquor you're going to get here in America. It's like you won't get a hangover with this liquor, right? And we stayed out so late and had so much drink and so much to eat. See, Jonathan's a machine. We get to week two when we go to Korea. And I'm like, I have to work out. I can't move. I remember you slept in one day the entire day in Tokyo and you didn't get out of bed until that night. Cause remember my buddy Trevor was there. He was living there at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I remember there was just a day where you literally needed to tap out of life. Remember Trevor spoke better Japanese than me and I made so it here's, in Japanese. Here's the, here's the crazy thing. So we couldn't get a cab. Do you remember that one night? Yeah. So one of the craziest things that happened in Tokyo, there's this amazing neighborhood called Roppongi where they have these club scenes, right? And they don't really start going off until like one in the morning. Yeah. So we all go and get, and get a bite to eat. We get some drinks. We're going to go. So we go to, it's pouring rain, like monsooning outside, but they won't pick up. You know Trevor. why they wouldn't pick you up? Yeah, because we're white. Yeah. So, we looked like tourists. No, but well, not you. So what we would do is we would use you as bait. And we would literally <laughs> hide in the bushes. Trevor and I and hid in the bushes. <laughs> and then he's sitting there as a, as a smiley little Asian man waving. And I remember a couple times the, the guy would pull up and then we would jump out of the bushes. And then you go, hi, can we get in? And then they were like, no. And they drove off. <laughs> yeah. And we finally got you. were like, Matt, use your Japanese major. I said, I go, open the car door. Get in the car. Trick this man further you're literally giving us away so we we're jumping in, out of the bush and then i start speaking japanese and i ask the cab driver how's my japanese and he goes terrible, terrible. it's the only thing you knew in english <laughs> and then trevor starts speaking and i'm like how long have you been here he's like three months yeah no his was significantly better but it was it was we looked like we, i mean we looked and smelled like wet dogs yeah i don't smell like that anymore and then well well it hasn't no. rained this week but the I remember we went to the club and we had the bottle service table and you got crazy. Did you go to Lex? Yeah. Yeah, I got too drunk. Yeah. I got too drunk. He, he fell what? on the table. That's I don't remember that part. Oh my god. What? No. That was the craziest part. You were just like you were like a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> it was so funny. And then you fell on the table. Everything went everywhere. And they literally like 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 a Ball boys and girls in tennis just jumped in, cleaned everything up, and resurrected a new table within like two minutes. I don't remember any of that. That's we have what, it. Go to the tape. That's what the movie oh, Everything Roll Everywhere the tape. All at Once is. Yeah, just it's, him it's, dropping it's, things it's off the table. It's him drinking. Yeah, that is everything I Everywhere Han? All at Once. Brother, Sometimes I do Han. You were doing I'm everything: <sighs> coke, heroin, meth, bro. <laughs> you were doing it all. Guys, Two Broke Girls wasn't um, acting. I'm not gonna blame him because no. that's where Carmen blacked out too. Was also at Lex, so. When I went there with my wife, she got pretty. Oh, yeah. I hear she's quite the drunk, too. <laughs> Wait, she drinks like I used to drink. I remember listening to that. She drinks like that on any birthday. I thought I want to be friends with her because she drinks like me. Matt, she threw ice at Kite so hard it cut his hand yeah. open. Wait, did Caught she get him. drunk off of a couple of lemon drops? No, no, she, that's I, you. Okay, that's no, <laughs> At dinner, she had two, two, two real martinis. Oh. Like proper martinis. Then we had a few more. Yeah, Matt... Some Do you still drink or you stop no, drinking? No, I haven't had a drink since uh, 20, 
about for about four and a half years now. 2018, Aww. I think. Good for you, bud. Good for you. I like to be free, man. I like to live in HD. No shackles. <laughs> Cut to you just pulling on a needle and tying <laughs> off. Do you still have the chinchillas? My one chinchilla is still alive. Haley, yes. Those are the cutest little turd. That, 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 you had the little <laughs> box. The, yeah. I, you so, made a little box for them. So I got it made. I paid a woman on Etsy to... Oh, so for that you 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 had someone make? Well, I bet that I showed paid, up on time. Well, I, yeah, I paid Because you're like, for hey, it. you're like, hey, if I build the box it myself, my it'll chinchilla. never arrive. Are you my chinchilla? You're not my chinchilla. You promised that chinchilla for many Christmases that box was coming, and it never got there. <laughs> so I used to have on the box it said, used to say two broke chinchillas. Yeah, yeah. so cute. That's <laughs> and, a cute um, little spot. And then when I booked this new show. Uh, New Warriors for Marvel. I put New Warriors on it, got that made, and then that show never happened. So I went back to the... Again, Matt needs your money. (laughs) We're going to throw that Kickstarter up one more time at the bottom of your screen. Um, Please donate. To the arms of the... Keep going. Wait, I'm just the the sad pug. (laughs) Slash French Bulldog. That's what he was. He was like, stop bulldogging it. Michael Patrick King. So what, what was your, what else do you remember fondly about that trip? Cause I, I remember when we went up to Hokkaido to the onsen and we, it was oh, freezing, was nice. but we couldn't remember we were in the snow. The train dropped us off so far and we were walking in the freezing cold in the winter. Well, it was, it was springtime, but it was still mm. winter cause it was so far North to try to get to these hot springs. And there's that photo of us that we posted on social of, of the b- mountains behind us. And it was just freezing out. All I remember is, is uh, being naked on that trip for the onsen and how uncomfortable I was being naked. And you were naked at Lex Tokyo. Was I? Let's go to the clip. Um, was I? <laughs> what? You, that, the onsens are bathhouses that are, uh, is it, I, don't, I know them specifically with Japan and they're, they're other, I mean, there are other places like they're in, um, they're in, uh, uh, in, in uh, Budapest and Hungary, but they're in a lot of cultures and they are hot springs that are with sulfur and they're in the middle of the nowhere. And this one is literally that we went to is on the side of a mountain. I've been a few times mm. and you can, it's amazing because you're out in the middle of nowhere. You just look up, you know, you go at night, uh, you, you can eat dinner. They have an amazing Sri Lankan uh, food. That's, we were in Sapporo. That's where we were. That's where the main city is that you go and then you take the train. Yeah. And then it's and you just sit in this pool and it's it's pretty damn hot. Yeah. And uh completely I'm, naked. It's you and all the Japanese beef you can see. I just remember I looked at a guy, do you remember what I said? I looked at a guy, I'm like, why go, huh? Keep going. You're not seeing an A5 A five there. A four, A five. No, no, A three and a half. A three and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that cut? He goes, It's cold in here. I go, No, it's not. No, that was me. Shrinkage? I'm like, Matt? Jonathan? I've been looking at your Wagyu beef this whole time. Um, but that was, a, that was such a fun trip. Great trip. And Korea... The, so here's my favorite part about this, uh, when we went to Seoul, yeah. right? So we were staying at a really nice uh, hotel. And when we got out, they were very helpful. So we didn't, we didn't misunderstand. There wasn't a language barrier. But we were looking for that Korean barbecue place, you remember? And we go outside... And, and we go to the... To the, the well, this uh, is one of our last days there, yeah. The valet mm-hmm. spoke perfect English. We go, so we're looking for this place. He's like, you're going to love it. He goes, you want to go around the corner and you want to make a left at the Starbucks. And I don't know if you remember this, but we got around the corner. There were four different Starbuckses. 
and we chose the wrong Starbucks and we wound up walking all the way around that area. I mean, it was like a two hour walk and we finally arrived at the place, which was no joke, two minutes from our hotel. No, I don't remember that either. You guys had a fun trip. Yeah, dude. That's a, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Matt Blackout Moy. Uh, yeah. He, uh, hey, hey, brownout. Brownout. You don't remember any of it. I remember bits. Bits. Again, you're talking about the onsen. Why bits? Yeah. <laughs> talking about the onsen again? A little bit of stir fry. Um, your little noodle. Uh, um, we, yeah, we had a blast. That was so fun traveling with you, man. Yeah, it was a great time. And we had, and we, Got to hang. We we brought Garrett back that uh, that weed jacket. Oh, he loves that. He still texts oh, me about it, dude. He says he thinks about it every day. All right, let's get into Garrett Morris. Oh, by the, so Garrett just texted me. I'm dry. I was just in San Francisco visiting my folks. So and- real quick for the audience, Garrett played Earl on the show. He's an incre- He's an icon. He was uh, a part of the first. Uh, cast of Saturday Night Live back in 1975. Yeah. He was on a Martin show, uh, TV show. He was on the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. I mean, he, look him up if you don't know him. It's ridiculous. By the way, he's black. Hold on a what? second. <laughs> cut. <laughs> you can't. We didn't cut. So keep going. <laughs> so he's the best. I love him so much. Um, and he is, he is personality for days. I said to him, his life truly is Forrest Gump without the mental retardation. He has lived... Neurodivergent. Is that, what, is that, that the proper term? term I apologize. He... Neurodivergency. Divergency? Divergency? Neuro, divergency room? Um, he lived... Because he was a Vietnam vet. He was one of the most fascinating people in the world. Yeah, he's lived through a war. Uh, he was shot. He did time in... Uh, he, did, he taught Shakespeare. In, uh, and music in, in prison. In prison. Classically trained actor. Anyway, look at a lot of cocaine. Fast up until he was sixty-seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We just leave on that, guys. <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Kind yeah. Of take love. care. So, so you were so Garrett called you? <laughs> no, he texted me. He's just like, hey. Oh, it's my Garrett Morris impression. So we're gonna get to it. Let's yep. hear it. Hey, Matthew. This is my brain interpreting Garrett Morris's text. Hey, Matthew, we had dinner again. Sorry we forgot you, but I love you. Garrett Morris. And then so I text him back. Oh, no worries. I was in San Francisco, but I'll see you guys later. And then two days later, tell your mom and dad I love them. Garrett Morris. (laughs) He is one of a kind. By the way, I was at that dinner and was not invited. So I show up. Wait, I show up. We literally went to dinner on Friday night. So my boy, shout out to Jay Mandium, a really dear friend of mine. So Jay's like, am I going to see you on Friday at, at Garrett's dinner? I go, I never got an invite. So he got, he hasn't, he hasn't, uh, he sends a screenshot of a text and goes, hey, um, uh, come to dinner, Jonathan. I don't know if you were on that. You might've even been on that Matt no, will be I, there. I didn't get any text. No, I didn't either. So then I, I show up. And I go, Garrett. And he goes, oh, man, I forgot to text you. And he Wait, goes, let me do mine. Oh, man, I forgot to text. Wait, that's somebody else. That that's is somebody else. That is a, yeah, that's someone smoking uh, angel dust. <laughs> no, Garrett Morris has, guys. okay. He has like a high, he has a, like a whispery voice. Matthew. No, he has a really low voice. No, but, but he's getting older. You guys know different Garrett Morris's? Yes. <laughs> Mine was white. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I didn't even yeah. know that. <laughs> Problem solved. 
Well, I want to workshop your um, rock impression. I think I have a few notes for it. Let's do it. I know baby. you've been working on it. Let's do it, baby. So, you know, there's the famous SNL skit where Barack Obama. We turns talked into about the it rock. on the show. Yeah, right. The I rock Obama. To it. Right. Tom Cruise is Chinese. Right. I listened to the whole podcast. So anyway, um, I'm not gonna live that down. <laughs> Ryan is just over there getting shamed. <laughs> anyway, I was just going by height. But see, they say The Rock turns into Brock, or Barack Obama turns into The Rock, right? Yeah. We're working on Dwayne Johnson, right? Right, there's two, exactly. The Rock is just so outdated now, because he's mostly Dwayne Johnson. Right, exactly. So, have you seen Jack Black's impression of The Rock? I just saw it the other day. No. Well, so good? when they were doing Jumanji, all Kevin Hart and Jack Black would do was impressions of The Rock. It's so funny because they're all content um, impressions. They're terrible impressions, but they're all content. Right. The Rock just kind of orders people around. Right. He, he's just this, this sort of, imagine, this is my pitch to you. I'm opening, guys. I'm opening Friday night. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, the... We're not that, recording right now. We and, havenn't and, been recording. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Paul gets back from the bathroom, we'll, we'll hit record. Imagine, What's up? Rehearsal. Imagine if Barack and The Rock or Dwayne Johnson were both vacuum cleaner salesmen, right? Barack Obama, because Barack Obama would be super polite about it, right? And The Rock would just be like, to sell him, get him out. See, this sucks. Number two bun sucks harder. Sold. Chaka. That's Shock. my impression. <laughs> and, then, and then Barack Obama, what would he do? Now, uh, let me be clear. Uh, this vacuum uh, sucks in a good way. Uh, sir, I've only got 20 Yeah, it minutes. just sucks. You want it? That, that's the rock. That's my pitch to you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, he, I think. He kind of has the Seth Rogen thing going on. He does. He laughs. He, yeah. Ha ha. Is that how he laughs? Uh, uh, yeah, man. He is. He, brother. Brother. Wait, wait different what, guy. What are we so doing now? <laughs> this is the rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rock. He has. He, there's a. There's sort of a. Uh, there, there's sort uh, of a thing. Hey, Shaka. I, I, I love that his impression just, just say Shaka. Shaka. Steel trap, man. Does he say Shaka? My mind's a steel trap. No, I think trap. he just does it. Oh, so you're just doing what he's doing? We're going to work out drink a shake. Shaka. He's like, <laughs> so he says the thing that he's doing. No, no, that's just me. Okay, so Sorry. wait a minute. I can't differentiate. <laughs> Neurodivergent. We're holding for a plane. Oh, Jesus. That's my helicopter. Yeah, your, your ride's here. Matt, you got to go. <laughs> the Rock is showing Shaka. up. The, the yeah, he's just showing yeah, up. He heard like, the impressions. I don't do that at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sound like that. Brother, I don't sound like that. I like to sell pancakes, and I oh, he gets online and he goes, I always have a cheat day. Oh, that's 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 close. And more from the dia, more from the diaphragm. More from the diaphragm. You think? You no, know, it's like you got to open your chest. You got to open your mouth more. More rounded. F- Hi, I'm the Rock. <laughs> not that? like he's constipated, but he might be. Yeah. No, he has a lot of fiber. Trust me. He has so many yeah. protein shakes. Those things have fiber in them. No, they don't. That's no, the they problem. don't. Yeah, they do. I got you. Which ones? 
All of them. They they're all they they have protein and they have fiber, so it goes in. There. Is, it goes out. Is this what you're doing now? Selling protein shakes? <laughs> Are you selling Herbalife to us? Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, no, trust me, they do. Guys, would you like some Herbalife? <laughs> so I'm gonna work on it, and we're gonna come back next episode. Yeah. I want to answer a few of the people's questions. Okay. We have fans' questions. You could have said that like the Rock. The people's we questions. got the people's questions here. Am I starting an OnlyFans? Yes. Here. All right, well, that's my question, okay? okay. Use the company credit card, Kite. It's Kickstarter <laughs> slash OnlyFans slash Moy. Just me reading poetry. Just you on the toilet with fiber. So what's your best memory of Two Broke Girls? What fan wanted to know. Oh, just, uh, wow. Owen Wilson. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, I, I realized, wait, do, uh, tell me if you agree with this. Will Ferrell... Sounds like a male Jennifer Coolidge. He, yeah, I've thought about it. What? What? What, you he's guys? Sort of, he's always sort of like, ah, oh, like in Buddy and Elf. Wow, I did this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. Anyway, favorite memory is just uh, shooting the shit with you guys around the uh, diner table. Me too. Yeah. Me too. 100%. Yeah. I'm just laughing. So, so people, I love how people ask these questions and shout out to the fans. Thank you for doing it. Always submit questions for myself, for Ryan, or for the guest. But they didn't do any research. They know you, but they didn't do any research currently. Yeah. They're like, would you ever voice actor again? You're currently uh, voice acting. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know that I still work after Two Broke Girls. A lot of people think I'm always unemployed. and that Well, j based on what you just said, it sounds like at the beginning of the podcast that you are. Because <laughs> all they just listen to you on podcasts where you tell them you're broke. A, a lot of people think I'm broke, man. I mean, it's okay when they want to give me food, but I'm, I, I mean, I would like a sandwich. Anyway, so uh, yes, I'm still a voice actor. That was one, the one thing that kept me through the pandemic was voice acting. Yeah. Um, somebody said, can I take him out on a date? Oh, well, well. Because another, another person asked, does he have a girlfriend? Oh, well, well, well. Uh, oh, you know, Here's the problem. You know, I wrote some, I, I like to come up with pickup lines and I wrote some food ones and those haven't been going so well. So you want to share this, I the failures? Hear yeah. Hear Let me right. hear these failures. Maybe we can punch these up for them. Yeah. Um, well, not all of them may need to be punched up. <laughs> <laughs> that laughter sounded so evil. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. I was laughing like The Rock. That was The Rock. Ha, 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 ha. Ho, ho, ho. Matt Moy, I totally agree. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Santa oh, Rock. Oh, you know what? They're not on this phone. Sorry. They're Whoa, on my how old... many burners do you have? Two they're phone my... money. Whoa. You got my stripper phone. Whoa. Man, tips are rough, guys. Do you remember any of them? Because now, now I feel like I've been teased. If you were an onion, I'd like to peel you layer by layer. You sound like a serial killer. Is that Buffalo Bill? Yeah. <laughs> You're that was my onion. Liam Neeson. He's super sexy. He has a huge penis. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, whoa. Uh, whoa. I feel like we're getting out of a lot of tangents here. This, this episode might need to be a two-parter to fit in Liam Neeson's cock. So, I'd like to make a small change to that. I'd like to peel you layer by layer as I cry. If you were a potato. What? <laughs> Why are you? Wait, I missed what Ryan said. Layer by layer as, as I cry. Oh, yeah, that was the, I missed that part because I, I wrote it down. See, I can't remember. This is why I don't do stand-up. I don't remember some of the best parts of the joke. Um, so The joke? I thought these if, were pickup lines. If you were an onion, I'd peel you, and then I'd cry. <laughs> yeah, that was the joke. 
What's the batting average on um, this? If you were a potato, I'd plant you, and then I'd shit on you to make fertilizer so I could eat. <laughs> so hold on. This is the Martian, remember? So, yes, but hold on. So <laughs> let me just say this. Liam Neeson was not in the Martian. That was Matt Damon. That is not a Matt Damon impression, and Matt Damon did not use it as a pickup line. You sound like a serial killer. He uses this on the dating app Grinder. It's just where he throws women into a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you were a carrot, I'd chase after you, and I'd keep chasing, and keep chasing, until I took a bite out of you. Matt Single, this has been Kai Club. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>